Ladies and gentlemen, the time has come. This is the Eat Sleep Elite Repeat Podcast, your weekly AEW review and breakdown. Introducing first the most electrifying host in all professional wrestling podcasts, Gnarly Charlie Samoa Joe. Right. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, and the other half of our hosting duo. They call me the Duke. They call me the Digital Phantom. I'm the Duke of Derps. Also known as Garrett. What's up, everybody? Hello, um, everybody. What fucking wrestling was... There was a lot of wrestling this week. You know, way there was a lot of... Uh, there was way too much wrestling this week. My brain could not handle all of it. Um, <laughs> I, saw, I, I, I saw. watched five and a half hours of wrestling on Saturday or something like that because I was so behind. Like, um, Just it was diving into the goodness. I did not feel like watching anything all week. And I was just like, fuck, this is the one week I have to watch everything, you know, like, um, but anyway, and I just, I'm going to be honest with everybody. I skipped most of WrestleMania because to me, I'm just not into the WWE style of product anymore. It's just lost on me now, but, um, I got an absolute beautiful fucking gift from the gods of wrestling this week and super card of honor, which I'm so excited to talk about tonight. Um, but before we get into all that, we have a couple of things to take care of. First, a little bit of uh, housekeeping, spring clean, whatever you want to call it. Uh, it is it is spring right now, ish. Kind of, it's about to be spring. I don't. Know. About, anyway. I think it, I think it is. Um, what 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 uh, what season is it? I don't even know. I can't keep track of time. But anyway, um, <laughs> yeah. So before actually, I uh, I move on to the other thing because my brain was already two steps ahead uh you can follow us on twitter you can follow me at bane duke that's b-a-n-e-d-u-k-e on twitter and you can also follow charlie at oh charlie with an x instead of an a oh, yeah. you can also you know make sure whatever platform you're listening to this on be that apple podcast google podcast or spotify make sure to follow or subscribe on that platform leave us a five star frog splash review now i'm just gimmick i'm gimmick stealing everybody now all right um hey gotta send and, it in uh, I'm double gimmick stealing because that five star frog splash that's that's Rob Van Dam's gimmick and I'm sure it was somebody else's gimmick before so the gimmick infringement gimmick infringement right. five minutes in we're already we're booked we're done <laughs> it's over anyway <laughs> all right so all right anyway um so gimmick infringement as the seg- as a joke on a podcast is itself gimmick no I'm just kidding anyway. um, <laughs> so um. Anyway, uh, so yeah, and uh, you can also make sure you follow us on the Soaking Entertainment YouTube channel. I don't know when the fuck we're going to do our Moon Knight review. I guess we're just going to wait till next week and do an episode two review. Yeah, it's kind of Yeah, yeah now late. that we got WrestleMania weekend out of the, the biggest wrestling weekend out of the way, which it sounds like uh, we often mention them on the podcast. Was it the most stupendous WrestleMania ever? Stupendous. And, <sighs> and our guy, Righteous Reg, who we often shout out on the podcast, uh, he asked Tony Khan at the media scrum. He's like, "Hey Tony, you planning on doing this again next year?" Because Tony said, and he, this is what he said. He said, "Look, I mean, I I said AEW wouldn't do that. I never said ROH wouldn't. So he 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 wants to keep up a tradition. It it just adds to the weekend. It's it's you know what I mean. It's just so special. I mean, and, ROH has always traditionally did a big show around WrestleMania time. Anyway, it was yeah. One of and the now Supercard of Honor is." The irony I was TNA tried to have their own version with Bound for Glory or whatever, but they then also have a show around WrestleMania usually, you know. Yeah, so and like, now, now we got Tony Khan's booking, and it felt bigger. And but yeah, before we jump into that, let's jump into our favorites from the AEW week. Yes, and Garrett, I believe you are up first, sir. 
That is correct. Um, yeah, so uh, this week I went with a a pretty easy match, and it, it's not going to surprise you at all. Some of the other stuff that I have uh, really enjoyed this week when I when I jumped straight into Danielson versus Yuta. Um, I, you know, honestly, I was saying like the last few months when they just kept shoving Yuta into random stuff, like, you know, um, because they don't have anything for Wheeler Yuta to do right now, you know? Yep. Um, so or at least they didn't, I guess I should say. Um, it felt like he was doing great on dark and then getting squashed in the, and the, he was like on one the of the Kings joke. of dark in my opinion. Like he was on there having great matches with everybody, putting everybody over, you know, um, and I, you know, I always would say at the end of every, every segment that we talked about, Yuta was like, yeah, I just wish Yuta would be able to unleash his wrestling. Well, they finally let him do that. And then I was like, okay, they've done that now. He's wrestling good matches all the time, but like, where's it going? You know, cause I always hold my breath whenever What's they're the doing a new talent. Cause I want to know where they're going. Um, this has been a really nice slow burn that I think is going to even continue even after like as much as I would love for what happened uh, on Supercard to affect this storyline. I don't know if it's necessarily going to, I will, it will, but I don't know if it's going to change anything. I think it's going to be like one of those things where it's like, okay, it's just another part of the story. You know, I, I don't think w- what this match did um, for Yuta is it kind of opened up the idea that, <clears throat> excuse me, that they're going to keep going back to this. It's not just going to be like a, you get the slap and you're in or you don't or whatever. You know what I mean? Like it's, there's going to be build up to this. Just like there was an entire, I don't know. It was, it was a good amount of time where, where Danielson was like, just like trying to get Moxley's attention, you know? Um, yeah. And so now we're seeing it being reciprocated from Yuta. And I think it's crazy. Like Yuta, <laughs> I don't really know him for his shops, I guess. I guess that's way, a good way to put it. Agreed. But, like in this match, like I, what I wrote in my notes, the first thing I have in my notes is a uh, chop city bitch. Um, because that's what this match was. Um, there was just chops left and right. Um, I believe both guys' chests were pretty red at the end. Um, technical mastery is also another thing that I wrote down because that's what both guys were displaying in this. It wasn't the same thing as when Moriarty, um, went up against Danielson and they did like the whole like weird, like rolling around thing that was really cool, but also like what, you know, like, um, (laughs) and, but this is a different kind of thing. Like you would have just got the absolute crap kicked out of him with just striking that they would just be, just beat him down. Um, and I just, what they're doing with the Blackpool combat club right now, which is like the greatest faction name of all time. Like, um, (laughs) like, I don't know. They're just on fire right now. I'm enjoying everything they're doing. Um, and you can be a nice fold to that. Absolutely. And I think especially now that, um, it seems like he's going to be very involved over on ring of honor. Wink, wink, hint, hint. We'll get to there in a second. Um, <laughs> yeah, that, uh, I think I think that's gonna advance things further. I have no idea where exactly. I'm really excited to see. I'm sure we're gonna see Yuta on Wednesday. I would be so shocked if we did not. Like, <laughs> um, right? I uh, I want to ask a question, but I feel like I should wait, so I'll wait. Um, so go ahead and uh, go ahead and go to your favorite, unless there's something you wanted to add about this. Match. Yeah. So, um. Trying to find a little stat, and I'm I'm appalled at what I'm finding right now. So Wheeler Yuta, this is this is insane. 
Okay. So as of right now, the, uh, the, the way I'll give you the stat right now. Okay, it, this is this is legit. Wheeler Yuta has never won on AEW TV. That's um, not surprising. On Dynamite or Rampage, he has never won. Wheeler Yuta's only win on TV or pay-per-view is at All Out in the 10-man tag. Yet. Yikes. Yet. Beyond all that. So he... <laughs> I feel like he's proven himself, right? Like this this is the definition of an AEW dark talent that makes it big if if this happens the way we think it does. And clearly it already is cuz he's a he's a fucking champion right now, right? So literally, yeah. Like I I'm going to be honest, we didn't even research that beforehand. I was just kind of getting curious. I was like, "All right, well, now that we think about it, Willie Uta really hasn't won on TV. Well, I, I notice these things subconsciously and, while I'm watching. You know, and like, that, and no, I, I know he's never won on TV. You didn't have to tell me that. I, 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 guess, like, I just know. Never in a tag. Because... Nothing. I so, can't believe none of the matches he had with Orange Cassidy they won. That's crazy. Never won on AEW. They had like TV. two or three in a couple of months spam where they were just on TV because they didn't have anything for the best friends to do at the time. Yeah. I think Trent was injured still. Um, but he'd be <laughs> losing to like... I believe it was like John Moxley in like two minutes, ten seconds, and we were like, dude, what the fuck is going on? That was the craziest thing. I still to this day don't understand what the hell Moxley was trying to do in that match. Like, um let's just be glad that character never made saw the light of day. Uh <laughs> man. But yeah, dude, to the match. Um, I'm with you. I right away, just just a headlock right off the rip, dude. Like, these guys they have such kinetic energy together. And Yuta slapping him in the face. Danielson slapping him in the face. Yes. I don't know, man. By the way, absolute disgusting spot in this with the spitting. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was Danielson got a little uh, hot about, uh, from that, it seemed like. Although, Dude, I don't know. shit dripping off his face, man. <laughs> but no, I'm with you. LaBelle Lock finisher. I loved it, man. I, I think... Uh, we we mentioned it last week, and this is something I'm going to stick true until it doesn't. And Wheeler Yuta stock keeps going up. I wish I had a fucking like a like a cha-ching there or something. If this is GM mode, his popularity is at an all time high right now. His popularity is probably gone from like 45 to like a good good like 58, 59 right now. Is that like surprise championship win bonus? You go from yeah. like 50 to 73, and you're like, whoa. <laughs> and and that continued. The Becky lynching. The uh, you know, like the the where she all of a sudden was championship material when she she hadn't been since like 2016 and we was like 2018, 2019, you know, like <laughs> and then becomes the man and it's like what the where the fuck is this? Where did this happen? Like you got your face busted. Britt Baker, open. Britt Baker, it's yeah, weird. exactly out of nowhere. And by the way, she's returning at Pittsburgh. I heard so that's cool. That's that's an interesting. I'm I'm interested to see how that works out, especially. And then we'll with, get to uh, we'll get to my favorite, which I think is going to be no surprise. I think it's been Darby Allen three weeks in a row at this point, but um, <laughs> he can't sleep because his head's on fire. And it's it's insane, dude. I, I didn't even realize it's been three weeks in a row, but it has. And Darby Allen versus Andrade, just right off the right out of the gate, let me just say this: Andrade had to win this because it felt like he was losing a little bit of steam. And correct me if I'm wrong, but Andrade is clearly the biggest Latino superstar. And I feel like that's such a big part of the community that they like. I can't even think of it. somebody. Like, I know there's other it people. It would be like Penta, just, but yeah, Andrade Penta just kind of is – he brings or a maybe, different You crowd. can make the argument because of the amount of singles matches Phoenix has had that were yeah. big. Maybe and Phoenix. I think 
Andrade has that potential. Because Phoenix had stock before AEW. Oh, I like Ray Phoenix. You know, so like, and in seeing Andrade get this spot, get this win, in in my opinion, fucking great match. I I think these guys have unbelievable chemistry. Uh, we were kind of talking a little bit before the show, and we were like, "Well, where where could we see them taking this?" Man, do I wish this was the TNT title scene. Well, they teased it as the t- potential TNT title scene. Like, man, like do I wish that ago. was the case right now? Do you remember? Do you remember like when Darby or Darby when yeah. Sammy was like just had just won the championship, and like they teased the two of them being the they next had the triple challengers. Threat. Yep, they had the triple threat, and that was, was a great they match. And they decided. I'm actually kind of glad they decided not to go with that version of that triple threat view because at the time. Especially with how they ended up going and how the the brilliant storyline they played with the AHFO, like a lot of people are going to hate on that, I think. But I that that played so perfectly in the background of everything else going on in the lead up to Revolution. I'm just like, I well, it's, it's really good, and I, and, and, I, and think, I noticed it, and it was like ah, but we're not sure. I wasn't sure, you know. And then like the next week, Andrade became a part of the AHFO. It was like oh, they just okay. Oh, this is going there. There. Yep. And so. I mean, look, this was this was brutal as it is with every Darby Allen match. I think that is the test of, that's going to be the test of time with Darby Allen. And so far, three years into this company, it's it's standing the test of time. There was an exchange of palm strikes in this match um, that was pretty brutal. brutal. Um, I don't I don't ever want to watch anyone take the top pro crucifix like that ever again. I'm good. <laughs> you good with that one? Andrade almost died. Like. Yeah, and um, the aftermatch was the perfect way to send the crowd home happy with with the private party and the Hardys. And guess what? They're not running down there with fucking titles looking like geeks, which we'll get into that again. Uh, But yeah, dude, this is this is the right call. This this to me, it, it it checked a couple boxes beyond just the match. And I just want to touch that real quick before you give your thoughts. And okay, it's that Tony. He knows what he has in Andrade. I, I think he he's he's aware and he's well aware that for about three months now, Andrade's been in good storylines, but Andrade hasn't been the focus of the matches. It, and they did that, and he did the triple threat for the TNT title, and it went over beautifully. It was a great match. He had the match with uh, Malachi Black, correct? And, and then yes. now he got the win over Darby Allen. He's the only person that didn't get misted, bro. That's crazy. The only one? And guess what? Getting a win over Darby Allen's a big deal because Darby Allen only loses to like CM Punk recently. Like it's and Sammy, yeah, who was a champion. That's yeah. true. So getting a win over Darby's a big deal. It's a big slap. It's a big thumbs up. And yeah, dude, I'm. It's nice to see the uh, Andrade family office winning. So, what were your thoughts on this uh, main event of Dynamite? Um, I I thought it I thought it was I. I thought Dynamite went off. I, I actually thought this episode of Dynamite was really well structured. I guess we'll talk about it a little bit when we get to that show. Um, opened Agreed. with Caster versus Punk. Closed. We, we always talk about the bookends. You know, opened with your 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 uh, you know your your what you want to open the show with your big draw tag team and the acclaimed and your arguably your biggest like single big single probably biggest single star i would say right yeah, now biggest star, in the, biggest star in the company yeah yeah that's actually probably true actually fair enough um you could make an argument for kenny omega but you know maybe not to the casual fan um but anyway um but anyway and then closing out with the just absolute insanity of because you know andrade has never been i love this because you can go back and watch his old nxt matches and see this too 
Um, he just never cared. He has no, he's like, all oh, he's like the other guys. He just has no sense of personal safety. He'll do like craziest bumps, you know? And that's yep. obviously what Darby does. So, you know, like he was just like a good mix. I don't know. Like, I, I didn't have much uh, to write about this because it was pretty straightforward. You know, the, a lot of the match honestly ended up happening before the bell even rang, not because it wasn't like a long, they still had a good match. It was just like, um, it, there was just a lot going on. Like, I don't know. I'm, I'm interested to see where this goes. Um, but you know, I, I, I just like when they bookend the shows like nicely like that. I, and I, I would like to point rampage out struggled with that a little bit more, you know? Yeah. Um, the, the four matches on rampage, it's, uh, it, it doesn't flow as well as the three. Yeah. I think that's something I'm noticing. You can make now. it. We've, we've had episodes of four, four episodes, four match episodes that were good before though, but they just have oh, to yeah. cut some of the promo segments. Cause some of them are yep. just like, really and, I, and I think uh, the winners of our main event of the main event on dynamite and the opener, it's, uh, that's something I'm going to keep an eye on. CM Punk and Andrade. That's just something I'm going to keep an eye on. They might Number be- one contenders match question mark. Yeah, or uh, when Punk beats Hangman, then maybe we'll keep an eye on that. Keep an eye on those two names because I think there's money to be made there. And, yeah, so what are you thinking? Do you want to pop – give off our – like we do every week, give our dark and elevation results? Or do you want to hop into Supercard of Honor first? Um, I mean, we could just – we can uh, – I say we hit the Supercard of Honor stuff first because I there's right. some stuff I want to talk about from there. Yeah, um, so let's hit the zero-hour pre-show real quick. We had four matches on the pre-show. By the way, I love a pre-show that just is nothing but matches. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they, had, they had a little bit of teases here, but I guess there wasn't like – this is the way I like pre-shows to go. You don't need two hours of nothing of video exactly. packages. Uh, Cole Cabana defeated Blake Christian. Nice to see Cole Cabana back. Super physical match. Uh, there's some funny moments in it too. Cole Cabana does comedy wrestling in a way that I can enjoy. You know, um, yeah. It, I, there was some good flippy shit. You know, like it's and there was oh, an I absolute guess, freak reverse DDT on the outside. Yes, there's also yeah that was absolutely brutal. There's a couple of really brutal spots on the show. Um, and uh, Cabana hit bleh, Cabana hit his classic finishing move, um, which I thought was pretty cool. Chicago skyline fucking beautiful move um blake christian immediately hopped in an uber and went over to impact as soon as this match was over who is it i said that they buried their move on wrestlemania oh who was that was it uh oh it was uh oh what's her name bianca belair hit the same move on uh on wrestlemania (laughs) it's kind of funny Uh, i was like oh oops she She had a nice shiner she's probably watching that show like god damn it like you know (laughs) i'm doing that tomorrow what the hell let me see that one real quick uh, we had one of the newest AEW women signees, but not the yes. newest, which we'll get into on Dynamite. AQA, oh. she defeated Miranda Elise. And yeah, this was, this was pretty say, quick. I think, it's, I think it's genuinely pronounced like that. I th- I'm not even Something kidding. Like that? Yeah, I, I couldn't remember. I just remember Miranda. Um, um, I, this is, I wrote some interesting notes about this. So I thought Miranda, although she did botch one thing, I think. I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, I, I wrote down that I was like, okay, this chick seems to know what she's doing. Um, and then I, I wrote down that I think AQA might be the female, like Dante Martin. Um, Ooh, which I think is not I like that. Under- that's I, a, I, that's a good way to put it, man. 
Um, I think she might be, she did some stuff in this match that made me think, oh, she's as talented as the male high flyers. Like, not the that there's not. cutter to the crossface combo and wins with that shooting star press, which, by the way, didn't we not see that the last time we saw her wrestle, whether it was Diamond yeah, no, or she, something? she did something else, like uh, uh, some other finishing move yeah. she didn't normally do, which was good. I want her to have some kind of like, some I like when I'm, okay, I'll, I'm, I'm going to nerd out on everybody a little like When I make a creator wrestler, in in 2k um i generally put a a either a corner move like a standing in the corner and like you run you know you set it up in the corner and hit the move or whatever or i will put a slam um usually i put one of each and sometimes i'll put like an aerial like if i want to do like a top rope move or whatever but like i would not be against her having a top rope finisher and like a a slam finisher that you can absolutely do that you know yeah and it works Um, but I, I enjoy that. It's a big win for AQA. Um, I did not know about this other team in the, match, in the next match. I had no idea that one of these teams existed. I guess I didn't have any idea that either of the teams existed. Technically. Well, one of them was a brand new team. So yeah, so that, so we get, get a that. reunited Shinobi Shadow Squad, Eli, Isome, and Cheeseburger. Which Cheeseburger's come on, he's an ROH legend at this point. Absolutely, they made their yeah, way to the ring. Before the I did not expect to see Cheeseburger on this pre-show. I was yeah. just like, okay, all Terry right, cool. Blanchard introduces his new clients, the Gates of Agony. It's Khan and Toa Leona and Garrett. We have complimented Khan multiple times every time he's been on Dark. Toa has been one of those guys that I've like looked ever since I've seen him. I've been like, this is there's something here, you know, like. And they uh, they debuted as a new tag team, the Gates of Agony. Beautiful name. So they immediately right off the bat. Khan disrespects the code of honor and they rush cheeseburger and they just beat the hell out of him. Um, a couple, I, I think this legitimately might be their first time ever as a tag. So it didn't look like completely smooth, but it didn't have to. They beat the hell out of him. That's all you needed. That's the result. The gates of agony, one of the new teams. And my God, if, if totally Blanchard's newest client would have been Samoa Joe and he would have been leading this team. It, <laughs> I, I kind of thought that's what was going to happen because I saw the spoiler <laughs> and I was like, you're wow. Like, oh wow. That would be incredible. But yeah, the, gate, also, the gates of agony, man. Yeah, absolutely. No, I'm I'm really interested to see where that team goes. Um, I remember saying like that those two would be interesting together at, at some point. I don't know if I said that on the show or not. Um, but I remember thinking that at least. Maybe if I didn't even say it. Uh, but I, I'm personally unfamiliar with Toa Leona. I only he's I only been on Dark him. a few times. No, he's absolutely been on AEW Dark a few times. I've seen the guy before on Dark. Um that's why I was like so shocked that they just threw two random dark guys together with Tully. I was like, what? Okay. You hey, know? Yeah. And, and it, it didn't seem to kind of think Tully would be interested in it anymore, you know, but I guess like, what, what do I know? But um, well, I guess most recently he faced uh QT Marshall. Okay. Yeah. Yep. 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 They're both, they're both a couple of guys that uh, Tony Khan's been interested in. Obviously it just didn't have anything for, you know? Um, and now he and does. Now he's, so. now he's got him. And they're going to be a ring one tag team champions uh, within six months. All right. Um, our <clears> last <throat> match on the zero hour pre-show was Dalton Castle defeating Joe Hendry. Yeah. I've always, I don't know why I've always been a fan of Joe Hendry. I remember he was a part of that weird, like British wrestling scene that popped off on the internet in like the middle of the wrestling, like oh, kind yeah, of almost the one with big demo and all that shit. Oh dude. At WCPW. What a, what Didn't a, they have what Cody a, Rhodes wrestle Kurt Angle on that? I think so. Dude, I remember Something watching like that. that. What I, I, I remember movie. I got you guys to watch, you both, you you and the other guy we were doing the wrestling show with at the time, to watch a Will Ospreay versus uh, uh, Rest in Peace because he can't be on the show anymore, Marty Skrull. 
Oh, yeah. Um, Why is Marty only wrestle in Germany? Nah, no one knows. Uh, but <laughs> this match, uh, it wasn't uh, wasn't my favorite, Garrett. <laughs> um, I, did, I, I, did I like started playing 2K during this match. Okay, okay. So yeah, I did like the refusal of the Code of Honor, but my I, God. I, I, I will say I didn't know Dalton Castle's gimmick. I'm so into it now, you know, like, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm interested in that, you know, okay. it's cool. I like his gimmick. I just, I think this uh, might not have been the best matchup for him. I, they just no, didn't work but, together. I, mean, they, I think there was probably some, it seemed like there was some kind of storyline going on there. So they yeah. had to tie up so, that loose end. Let's hop into the main show here. And we kicked it off right with, I think, dare I say it, he, he might be my favorite guy right now. Like, I, ever since he came to AEW and he, came, he came back, ooh, he came back to the indie scene. That match against Nick Wayne and Defy Wrestling. It's not Alex Zane, but my God, Swerve Strickland. Uh, Alex <laughs> Remember Zane, when Nick Wayne got signed to AEW and then never had a match anyway? <laughs> well, I don't think he. I don't think he can yet. He can't till he's eighteen. Oh really? Is that about it, yeah? There's something like that. Funny, right? Um, hmm. But Alex Zane, man, we we've grouped him up with uh, the two of five live guys: Alex Zane, Blake Christian, Anthony Green. Of course, there's only one missing from this show. And Swerve got a big reaction. Garrett, within the first 90 seconds, I was into this match. Swerve did this thing where (laughs) they're like showing off their athleticism and speed. And what he did with the ropes, like that most people probably just grab the ropes and do something. Swerve like flipped himself, did a little bit of a spin. And I was like, that that, that movie does where he flips up, where he like rebounds off the ropes without actually rebounding off the ropes is it's the kind of thing like Dante Martin does. Like, it's not like your regular fucking smooth. He's, he's like in the light heavyweight class, but he moves like he's like Dante Martin size. Not that Dante's small, but like Dante is like, I think in the small end of the light heavyweight class, it even is, you know, like, um, I just can't help but think Tony knows what he has in swerve, right? He knows it, dude. I mean, this is why I was saying to you before we started the show, like a lot of these people might actually genuinely just be moving over to the Ring of Honor roster just because there's more for them to do there right now, you know, like, um, and I think anyone that thinks of that as like a downgrade, like, Tony's gonna see have what to they do with like AW not. Dark. Nothing is treated like a downgrade. Like even people on Dark that are only on Dark right now are still treated like they're like getting matches. It's just like, it's what I, what I'm curious about. So matches that aren't sanctioned by AEW obviously aren't going to go against your record. But if you're like a champion in AEW and some other person from another company pins you, like what does that like, – could that person get like a title shot? Like I don't know. Yeah, like, theoretically, right? So it just all depends. I mean like Daniel Garcia, now he's wrestling Bandito upcoming. So, But it's for a title in another company. So how does that matter? How does that happen? Ah, I don't know. <laughs> yes, Twerf defeated Zane. This was fun. I mean he won with his uh, JML driver. It was It was beautiful. Um, yeah, Swerve is just great. I, I'm enjoying everything he's doing right now. I think this like, show was flowing really well, and we get right into Tully Blanchard's third client, which unfortunately, so you didn't know? Did you know this going in? No, this one I didn't know. I just knew that Tully Blanchard was going to have. So somebody. unfortunately, uh, this one leaked during the day. So oh, nice. Yeah, we knew Brian Cage was his uh, original guy, and as soon as I saw it, Garrett, you know what? I was down with it because we talk about guys not being used on AEW. Brian Cage isn't even. This is one hundred percent a roster move. He is no longer. I guarantee he's going to be off the AW roster page, or maybe he'll still be on it, but he'll be on the Ring of Honor. Right, roster it just page. all like depends be... on how they use that. And Brian Cage defeated Ninja Mac. He's Tully Blanchard's newest client. He's part. He's the newest member of TBE. I mean, look, this 
this was quick, two minutes, 40 seconds. Mm-hmm. Cage, Cage hit pretty much. They had a little bit uh, back and forth. Cage catches the spin kick, plants him, and then hits the drill call for the drill claw for the dominant win. I, I think Brian Cage. I definitely see him going for one of those titles, man. It, it just feels like it, whether it's the television or the pure. I totally see that happening. Probably I really quickly. hope it's not the pure because I don't. I don't picture that going over super well. I've seen bad. I've I've not seen them, but I've heard about bad Ring of Honor pure title matches before, and that's why, like, kind of why D- Danielson had to repair the legacy of that title a little bit. You know, like yeah, it's it's a different it's a different type of. Uh, I've heard tell. It doesn't sound booking. like it was a good time. But I'm I'm interested to see what they do with Brian Cage because clearly Tony can't figure out what to do with him on AEW. There's just not a spot for him on that show. But maybe Ring of Honor is the kind of thing that he can do well in. I don't know. Um, and then we get in the match build as the past versus the future. Whoa. Jay Lethal versus Tiger Style Lee Moriarty. Bro. Man, this was a technical fucking wrestling match. This, uh, this was also an incredible storytelling it match. It was, as dude. Well. This was. This is great, man. This, no surprise, as Lee Moriarty is one of our four pillars of AEW. And if you aren't familiar with our four pillars, as Gary knows, I, I have to tell you, our yes. four pillars are Lee Moriarty, Dante Martin, Ricky Starks, and Mr. Sports Entertainer himself, Daniel Garcia. I feel the need to, to say that just in case. Entertainer. <laughs> just in case this is your first time. Those are our four pillars of AEW. And Jay Lethal did defeat Lee Moriarty here. Garrett, correct me if I'm wrong. I, I don't have it written here, but he did turn heel after this match, correct? Um, it, he or is he it later sort in the of night? It, he sort of does. He refuses to shake the hand. I believe. I think it's what happens. Oh, he neglects the code of honor. I believe he might have shook his hand, but like reluctantly. I can't remember off the top of my head because this was on Saturday. And it's like Monday. Yeah, almost. But dude, this. But I, I mean, do remember in the main event later on, he does like 100% like come out. I, I like how he looked disgusting for cheating to win. Like, yes, he was, was he was good. so like, pissed at himself. He was like, damn, I just had to do that. But like, um, as much as it pains me that Lethal's turning heel because I wanted to see a babyface Lethal run in AEW, you know, maybe we'll get it anyway. But after he does some stuff in Ring of Honor, I don't know. Um, the match was incredible. I just don't know. And I'm glad with the story they told. I just, uh, I wish we didn't have to have heel, heel lethal right now. Well, I wanted I to agree. see where, where totally he was going agree. with this face run, you know, like, uh, but whatever. I'm a little, um, I would have liked to see Moriarty win, but I think in Tony Khan's first ROH, he has to have lethal win this. You yeah. Lethal is one of the, he, one of the stalwarts. He had a lot, of new, a lot of new winners and I don't think lethal could be another one. Yeah. Or, uh, Moriarty, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that that went some length. That was a good match. It's getting. I see a lot of hype about that one too. So, and then we have our interim ROH Women's World Championship, where Mercedes Martinez defeats Willow Nightingale. We often give a lot of credit to Nightingale on AEW Dark as how the fuck is this woman not signed? <laughs> uh, this hey, match it, it, it went a little division. bit of time. It it was slow to start. It kind of got a little bit going here. So basically our closing here was – Actually, you know what I think the problem with that match was? I think it was probably – it would have been a better match if it just had more time. It was still a good match. I'm just yeah. saying like it just got cut a little bit, I'm sure. Like It felt because, like it was – for this for how slow the beginning kind of felt, 
we didn't get like a very rewarding payoff because it felt kind of a little quick there. But also, yeah, I understand Mercedes winning. I totally wish it was Willow. Oh, yeah. I'm a little salty about that, but it is what it is. Yeah. But I mean, Mercedes can show up with the title now, though, so that's interesting. Yeah, she she hit that running butt bump, hit a huge moonsault, got the near fall. Mercedes started firing back and locked in the surfboard dragon sleeper for the win. So we're going to get Mercedes Martinez versus Deanna Perrazzo. That's going to be awesome. That'll be good. Yeah, Mercedes yeah. Is, is a great hand for the women's division, and, we, and we've said that since they signed her. Absolutely. So uh, just watch her match with Thunder, or, or the second or third match with Thunder Rosa, if you don't believe us. You know, um, the Butterfly Three Amigos also just beautiful. Oof. Remember, remember when they were gonna? It looked like they were gonna hit the Spider German, and they were just like, "Nah, nah." <laughs> yeah, this this was solid as the only uh, women's match of the night. I think they did perfectly fine. That you know, yeah, because Ro- Roxy that. isn't there anymore, so I'm sure that that would have yeah. been a nice one to have. I'm sure they'll put together a women's division there, especially like because there was a bunch of women that probably wanted to be in that division that just never got a chance to be. Like you know, um, I'm sure they'll put something together, or they'll just abolish the women's championship. One of the two. Um, <clears throat> yeah, we'll have to see. This this could be a, a good sign. And here we go, Garrett. I I oh briefly mentioned to you. Uh, before the start of the show, that Dax Harwood, he said he's been drinking some tequila. He's been uh, letting loose on Twitter. For a long time, Dax has held himself in this regard, and what people have kind of told him was that his best match as a tag team was the classic at TakeOver Toronto against DIY, which was Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa. One of the greatest tag feuds that... I mean, easily the best NXT ever had, which at the time NXT was the top dog in North American wrestling. And it's just like Dax was on Twitter today drinking some tequila. He officially thinks that this is his best match he's ever had. And coming from someone who cares so much about his legacy and cares so much about the business, I think that means a whole hell of a lot Absolutely to, to this the the historic value of this card and just everything else. And Garrett, I'm going to let you take this one off the start here. FTR defeats the Briscoes. They are the new ROH World Tag Team Champions. Quick shout out to that gear cool. of the old logo. So beautiful. Yeah. But take um, the floor. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Classic, classic FTR gear. Um, I don't know if anyone noticed this. It was also the Ring of Honor logo. Um, Beautiful. I, I, I noticed that, but anyway. Um, so yeah. Anyway, uh, vicious lockups. This was a wrestling match. This was not a dance. This was a wrestling match. Um, the energy from the crowd in this match matched because they knew what they were going to get. Because sometimes when you put people on on the card, you can put Johnny Gargano against. Brian Danielson, and you might not get the match you hope for. You know, there was three AJ versus. My God, I wish we had that match though. We might still get it. We might still get it. Um, you just never know. But um, I'm I'm still praying for that Johnny just jump to AEW. But this seems less likely the more time goes on. You know. Um, but anyway, uh, this match was just nuts. Uh, I so many know this match will be five stars. There's no question in my mind. Yep, has to be. Um, FTR are literally the best tag team in the world. 
it's not even a question. Um, they might know. be entering that range if they keep this up for another two years, dude. Like, it, you might almost be able to say ever. Like, they're it, that good, and the fact that we're witnessing their prime. I, is I heard something that that because of this, they are the only team ever, and it's so amazing that Ring of Honor can get away with this because they're not connected to any of the companies that would care. Um, they talked about it. They've they're the only team to ever win the Raw, the SmackDown, the NXT, the uh, Ring of Honor, and the AEW Tag Team Championships, as well and as the Triple A Tag Team. Tag yep. Yeah, I mean, so they're they're the only team to ever win all those championships. Those are all of the major modern tag team wrestling championships. I don't know if they ever held the New Japan ones, but never been to New Japan. Be, but my God, that, that should that's be pretty happen. soon. Honestly, I'm not going to be surprised if that's not relatively soon. You know, especially with how many companies have been putting them over recently. You know, um, yeah, that they, they are literally the best tag team in the world. All I know is that the Briscoes are in that range too. I think if we had to put like the top three tag teams in the world right now, they might be the Briscoes, the Young Bucks, and FTR. That might be okay. it right there. Hey, that might be the top three. You know, um, there might be some other tag teams you could throw in there. Like maybe you don't like the Briscoes as much as we do, right? But uh, I'm, I'm saying, and I'm not saying that I like the Briscoes personally. By the way, I just understand that they're we're also talking talented. about wrestling talents. We're not. Yes. Yeah. I don't give. I, I mean, I, I understand that there's issues there, and that's why they're on Ring of Honor card and not on AEW. You know. Um, well, and they have to I'm deal with that. That's, I think why. I think that's why they're going to Impact because I know there's nothing for them right now. You know. Um. But anyway. Um. You know. I mean. Uh, I'll let you take this away in a second, mostly because I had to use the restroom really badly, um, and I'll come back for yeah. this, the next match. But um, I, I don't know, man. This match, I was so hyped for it. It over delivered in the one, in all the best like, ways. Holy sh- there was holy shit chance before they even yeah before they won. even locked yeah. up before the bell rung. Like I think, like it was the atmosphere of this match was incredible. It was like I had goosebumps. Like it was crazy. Like I, if you love tag team wrestling or love wrestling in general, and you have not watched a Supercard of Honor, maybe you're just checking this out. So like, yeah, I'll, I'll see what's. It's only three hours, by the way. Even when you include the pre-show, so watch everything. It's great. Like I'll be right back. Yeah, this match, you just you gotta check it out. It's just so beautiful, and yeah, to take it from where he was, I mean, this was just incredible. There, there's so many spots that we can count here, but my. God, the chemistry was unbelievable. And they were presented with the new belts, the six-star champions, as they were calling it. Um, the Briscoes went for a doomsday device. FTR fought out. They hit a big rig on Mark, and they won the titles. And just such a such a fun time, such a fun match in general. So let's get into the ROH world television championship. Rhett Titus was the current champion going into the pay-per-view. Minoru Suzuki defeated him. I think this is the right call for the state of the company right now. Um, If you're starting anew, why not throw Minoru Suzuki the championship and just let him run with it? He's going to bring some eyes that weren't there previously just because of who he is. Um, This was over pretty quickly. He, He wasn't in the mood to play nice. He's, they tried to do the code of honor. He, he wasn't having any of it. Nope. And he just beat the hell out of him. I mean, he literally beat the living shit out of him. He went yeah. for the gotch style pile driver. Didn't get it. Allowing Rhett to hit his KO drop kick, but he could only get a two count. Suzuki gets up. He gets him in a sleeper. 
then gets the Godstyle Pile Driver, one, two, three. The foundation is sitting at 0-1 going into the night. And Minoru Suzuki, man, this is this this is the perfect call. I, when they announced this during the week, we were like, whoa, you're not just throwing <laughs> Rhett Titus and Minoru Suzuki. Because now guess what? I, I, I We're going to get some Mojo Minoru Suzuki for this fucking oh, title. Absolutely. And it's going to hump. It's, it's going to fuck. <laughs> that match is going to fuck. <laughs> what did you think of this uh, result here? Oh, geez. I tried to get my sneeze out there and it still, hey. still managed to sneak in there at the end. But anyway, um, uh, Suzuki is one of my favorite wrestlers in North America right now. Um, I, I don't know why. I never really watched Suzuki matches in New Japan, to be completely honest with you. Not anything I had against him. I just never really would venture outside of the talent that I knew that were in Japan a lot of times. That's fair. It's just, I, I would always stick to the people that I liked just because, I don't know, Japanese wrestling can get a little boring sometimes, I'm just going to be honest. You know, like, hey, man. Um, not, not anything against that style of wrestling. I'm just not always wanting to see that, per se. Um, I have a varied taste as a wrestling fan. But anyway... Um, I just I'm glad to see uh, Suzuki finally won a title in North America, you know, um, because obviously that's something he wanted to check off his bucket list, uh, and he obviously wasn't going to get any title shots in AEW. Um, so, no. uh, which I don't know why they couldn't just throw him a bone. I'm, I'm sure he would take an L and a TNT title. I, I would have been cool if he took the TNT title. To be honest with you, they probably would have been better than Sammy's run. I'm just gonna, that I would agree with, but I don't think most of the other people that could have put it on would have been better. <laughs> um, I can't wait to see people that are like, man, Scorpio's title rate is so great. They should have just never put it on Sammy and put it on Scorpio. And I'll be like, I mean, you're not wrong, but <laughs> <laughs> Sammy had some great matches, man. He did. And people are going to forget all about all of them because they're going to dislike him now. And it's going to bother me. Um, I'm going to start complaining about it a lot, but anyway, uh, new toys. <laughs> all right, let's get to the thing. Yeah, I really let's get to, about. uh, the ROH Pure Championship, which, if you guys don't know, the Pure Championship kind of has its own gimmick going into the match. And it's a really weird set of rules, but I mean, they all make sense, I guess. You know? Um, yeah. It just it's it's very strange, but the, the the rope break thing is really weird. I, that might need to be changed. I'm just gonna be honest. Like that's maybe people would be really offended by me saying that, but I just don't. Just know in case I like. people are unaunaware, what that is? Do you? Uh, What's the idea with the rope break? Like they can't, they can't use it. So you get three rope breaks in the match. Okay. After that, you can be submitted like using the ropes. There's no rope breaks after that. You can even be pinned into the ropes. Okay. Um, which I guess, I don't know. Like I, whatever, but like, yeah. Hey, I like, I get it. It's, it's very interesting. It's something different. Right. And I respect it, but absolutely. The main meat here is really Yuta defeated AEW dark legend, Josh Woods. This is basically the AEW dark match. Yeah, um, literally. In the best way. Um, so Wheeler Yuta yeah. it was previously 0-4 in ROH pure anything to do with the pure stipulation. And now he's 1-4 with the championship. And I think that's just a sign of, look, this is uh, going forward. This is going to be a new look ROH. And Wheeler Yuta's stock is higher than ever. And basically he rocked. Danielson elbow strikes to get the shin, to get the shock win out of nowhere. And I, I, is he already taking in the Danielson training? 
I, I mean, I don't know. I, I will say that I think this definitely changes that storyline. I don't know into what degree. Because I don't know. Like, obviously, we're getting the FTR defending the Ring of Honor tag titles on Dynamite, right? That's a thing that's happening. Will they allow... Well, this Dynamite's the AAA tag titles. They, I think they clarified that this time. Did they did they unconvert because they, yes. on the show it, it's now going to be on, the triple A at the end of Supercard they were saying both titles were going to be on the line. Yeah, it's now only the triple A ones. Man, I hate triple A sometimes. It's I, it's, it, I, they need. I, I don't understand why they have those belts still. Like they kind of need to move on with those because <laughs> triple A doesn't want to put them on anyone else. Obviously, yeah. So yeah, what what was, what are your thoughts on this match? Uh, the yeah, the match was great. Uh, Wheeler Yuta is really special talent. Um, I would like to see him face Daniel Garcia in this division. That'd be incredible. Yeah. Uh, Josh Woods losing means the Art Foundation went 0 2. So. Yep. Not a good night for those boys. Not at all. Jonathan Gresham defeats Bandito in the winner take all for the undisputed ROH World Championship. So, Chavo Guerrero. Kind of getting him to ignore the code of honor seems to be the trend tonight. So is that just the easy thing to do for heels? I'm guessing in ROH. I guess I I must be. I've, I've not watched much Ring of Honor over the years. Like I I all I know about the code of honor is that a lot of times like the bigger stars were heels anyway. So it didn't really yeah. Matter so they just kind of like yeah fuck it. So Eddie chants really loud, but I mean this this match gets going. Bandito Gresham, they're kind of. Been the, the styles are interesting. They don't quite mi- mix. Yeah, very contrasting quite, styles. Yeah. You got a high um, flyer and you got a technical wizard. Literal wizard, yeah. So, um, yeah, Gresham, I was really interested in the way he wrestles because it kind of reminded me. I couldn't put my finger on who it reminded me of, but it reminded me of somebody, something I'd seen before. And I, I don't know, like Bandito is just an athletic freak. And so the match was really cool. I think it's kind of funny that they both had unification matches in the same weekend, though. It's kind of funny. <laughs> um, but the irony is that this is because, like, Gresham lost the title, right? Like, and then was, like, not happy about that? Or was he just claiming so he I think it was Bandito couldn't wrestle in the, uh, the final ROH show. So they had Jonathan Gresham and... Jay Lethal wrestle each other for a. a That's a right. They said that on the show, but I just didn't stick because, yeah, I I really enjoyed the Gresham Bandito match. I just didn't really. I wasn't that invested in it because, but I figured out if I watched everything else, I might as well watch that as well. You know. Yeah. I mean, look, it, it's it's contrasting styles. I think the story here, after the match, Gresham was giving his his celebratory speech. His mentor Jay Lethal comes out to demand the first title shot. He starts losing his cool. Losing his cool, as Gresham said, he's disgusted how Lethal's recent conduct. Sanjay Duck comes back out, uh, but the pair beat down Gresham and Lee Mortiarty, who came to say try and make the save. But then a reckoning came. Garrett Samoa Joe made his return to Ring of Honor to a huge ovation, and staring down his one-time protege before choking Dud out and raising the hands of Gresham and Moriarty as Supercard of Honor went off air. I love the idea of Lee Moriarty being involved in this. Yes. Um, I like the idea of Lee Moriarty being involved in the main title picture of Ring of Honor. Um, Agreed. Agreed. 
I am so excited to see what Samoa Joe has to say on Wednesday night. It's going to be so interesting. Um, I Such a welcome talent. He was one of the ones that I was hoping would make the jump, and I'm so glad that he did because he deserves to be able to wrestle the way he wants to wrestle and say the things he wants to say on the mic. We haven't seen an actual Samoa Joe promo in years at this point. I mean, he says whatever he wants anyway, but like he could actually say whatever he wants now. Like, you know, like um, maybe, maybe it was always that way for him. I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's just my miss. Mis- I mean, you know, you know how they love, we know that they loved him because when Samoa Joe got hurt, they didn't want him to be gone. They put him on a commentary role and he thrived, he thrived in that role. And I'm, then he goes back and crushes carrying cross. He gets another NXT championship. He drops it, and he's never seen from again, and now he's in Ring of Honor. He's going to AEW. Samoa Joe still has a good couple years in him, and my God, the matches we're going to get out of this guy. I mean, I just can't wait for like Samoa Joe CM Punk. Yeah. Adam uh, Cole. I can't. Like, it's... Oh. Samoa Joe Danielson? Yeah. <laughs> and, and Daniel Garcia. I mean, there's so many that are just going to be so much fun, and yeah, I mean... Supercard of Honor as a whole, it, it's buzzing online. I mean, there's still some buzz about it, especially for that tag match. I see some people are really put down by the pure uh, stipulation. I like, mean, it's confusing. Like you I said, just, you I know. hope Tony can maybe change it up. But they're not, he's not going to change this tradition. That's what I mean. Like, they're not going to change it up because they, they did so much to rebuild it. Like, I just don't know, like... I I don't know. Like it's just uh, maybe, maybe someone like maybe, Nuda can can do something a little different with it, and maybe it's not as different how Woods was wrestling with it. Like you, I mean, you stick Will or Universe Daniel Garcia at the next pay per view for that fucking title. People are gonna watch. Yeah, straight up. So, but yeah, uh, I think that'll do it for Super Card of Honor. Unless you got anything else you want to add. No, I just it was a really good. It was my favorite altogether show that I watched of the weekend, which I only watched, you know, that. Oh, yeah. So great Supercard of Honor, I think, delivered on the expectations, and the expectations were getting pretty high as the week was going on. Yes. So let's uh, let's pop into Elevation and Dark real quick. Uh, you got Elevation this week, I believe. Yep. So Elevation episode number fifty six, opening up with. Uh, Tiger style Lee Moriarty taking on Serpentico. Um, boring ass opener. Arm ringer to the crossface. Alright, up next we had Abaddon. Abaddon. Yeah, anyway. Um, I just, just I guess spooky characters just aren't my thing. Like I always appreciated The Undertaker for being like a legend, but like I yeah. never really cared for his the actual character that much. Like a lot of people were like really into it, and I was like, okay. I appreciate what he's done though. Um, one with the black Dahlia. Yeah, I just I'm not into Abaddon. Um, Penta got a nice little uh squishy squash uh, as well. Uh, no fear, no mercy, zero miedo. I like seeing uh, a couple of these guys the on dark button. though, straight up. Absolutely. I, I was complaining about not seeing enough stars on dark, so they threw some stars on dark. Um, not because of me, but you know, I like to think it's because of me. Uh, up next, we had uh, Frank E. Kazarian taking on the Cutlet. Um, and uh, he put him in the chicken wing. GG. Um, I'm, I'm over Brandon Cutler already being back on Dark. Sorry. Really? Um, oh, yeah. man. I really like it, actually. Yeah. It, oh. wore, it wore off already. Damn. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I liked him in this. 
I thought no, I liked it. I'm just I'm over it already. I don't. Even I see liked him how they they didn't squashed. let Frankie fall into his bullshit once either. They just they don't let him wrestle at all. I'm sure he knows how to wrestle. Like you know, like. And if he doesn't, then like why? You know. Anyway, um, Jamie Hader got a quick squash as well. Sheer drop, Rainbuster for the win. Um, here's a match I thought was actually going to get a little bit more time, and they just didn't. Uh, we had Sunny Kiss taking on Max Caster. Uh, first of all, Max Caster uh, calling out the fact that Sunny Kiss has no ass. Um, I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying what Max Caster said. Um, hey, they both got to get him out of offense, but I just I thought there would be more to this match, but I guess not. Uh, Mike dropped for the win. We had Sheeta as well on elevation. Uh, Sheeta looks really hungry to wrestle, um, winning with the Falcon Arrow. We had the team that I just cannot stand that they keep putting together for some reason, which is Ruby Soho and Anna Jay. I don't know why. Anna Jay already has a tag team partner. Like, what? what is going on here? Like, Yeah, but she's in a storyline, so now they can't use her. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. they took on the Renegades. It was short, easy, no future in a Queenslayer combination for the win. And the main event of Dark Elevation episode number 56 was Rapungi Vice taking on the Factory. Uh, Rocky Romero absolutely leveled QT at one point in this match. <laughs> it was hilarious. Um, there's some combination offense from both teams that I liked. Um, they won with the strong zero combination move. That was your dark elevation. Matches. Yeah. So dark. This was episode 136. 136. And this was taped in December. Yikes. It felt super outdated. It, it was kind of ridiculous but we'll fly through it what happened here guys i what the fuck happened taped in december dude that's nuts (laughs) uh the factory defeats three guys not even worth saying uh solo hit a bunch of cutters for some reason yeah solo gets the pin so i guess that's cool right let's go aaron solo emmy sakura defeated layla gray Cool for in like him. three minutes or something. It was like so short. Since like, this was in December, does it count for this year's records? <laughs> I, I, you must, it right? Just right? start picking that apart. Diamante getting a quick victory. She broke her fucking nose. Yeah, dude. This was Jesus. Uh, this is uh, cool. <laughs> the Dark Order, Evil Uno, Stu Grayson, and Alan Angels defeat three guys. Explain to me why these three had a match this week when there was Dark Order members on TV this week. I know, right? It's no man. It, December taping. What did they do? Just not have this ready? No, weird. They don't care about Dark. Dark is meaningless. Ring of Honor. Frankie Kazarian defeated Khan. Ring of Honor is now Dark. Uh, so Khan, who got the big, uh, big spot on Supercard of Honor, gets uh, destroyed by Frankie Kazarian. <laughs> Garrett, I hate to say it. I think Frankie Kazarian might succeed elsewhere. That's so long. I'm going to leave it at that. The guy's on dark every week now. It's It's been going for so long. I, I hope uh, Frankie, uh, I don't know. I don't know. He's a fucking legend of the independent scene. So Absolutely. Tay Conti with Anna Jay defeated uh, Shay Lance Royal. Who, uh, Chalance, Chalance Royale. Chalance Royale. Who uh, was singing? <laughs> she was running across the ring, singing. I don't know how nobody. Pay- I, I I I must be the only person that remembers anything from any dark taping ever. I 
this chick has been all over dark for months and they're just now noticing her on Twitter. And it just upsets me a little bit because like, I've been like here making jokes. I don't even about remember the, the last time. time. I'll be honest. And, uh, but I just, that continuity, man, you, you said Anna J didn't have a, ta- she, she wasn't with Tay Conti, but the next day she was with Tay Conti. So let it be. That story's changed a little bit. Uh, more dark order members. That's how, you know, it was taped forever ago. <laughs> 10 silver and Reynolds defeat three guys. Yeah. Wait, were any of the dark? Okay, Uno and Grayson were on. Okay, I was like, Jesus, were any of the dark members on TV that were on dark? Anyway. So, by um, the way, none of these have been competitive, and I think that's why it was taped so long ago. And the most competitive match of the night was our main event, and that was Nyla Rose defeating Kira Hogan. This was a Nyla Rose defeating a smaller woman. Kira match. Hogan was literally signed just to lose to people. Yeah, this it's was amazing. like four minutes, and it was the most competitive. So, Dark was a fucking joke. Moving on. We're going to AEW Dynamite, where we open up with CM Punk for Mass Caster. Garrett, no AJ Lee jokes. I was kind of expecting one. We got a Will Smith joke. Like though. a subtle uh, thing there. But yes, we get the Will Smith joke. I, I love this, man. This was, uh, I mean, CM Punk opening up Dynamite back-to-back weeks like this. I mean, I'm always going to be a fan, right? Yeah. No, I mean, I, I, love, I love this opening. Um, it was a slow burn kind of match. Exactly. Max Caster's got a way Definitely more. Definitely not as good as his match last week with Harwood, but no, but um Caster did slip at one point, which I was just like, LOL. Um it was just kind of like a little trip. You're like, oops, and he just kept going, you know, like <laughs> Do you think they see Max on his Caster head? as a champion? Huh? Do you think they see Max Caster as a singles champion already? I hope so. He's got the good if he did that he the, the great thing about him doing that rap thing is it's entirely him. He could do that on his own, you know? Like Agreed. God, can you imagine if he answered an open challenge with a rap, bro? Oh, that would be incredible. By the way, do you do you know this about Max Caster? Eh? Total derail of the show here. Do you remember the Bobby Lashley sisters segment? Uh, I remember that segment. Yes, where Sami Zayn brought out Bobby uh-huh. Lashley's sisters. Yeah, Max Caster was one of the sisters. That's amazing. <laughs> I did not know that. That's brilliant. Uh, this was perfectly fine. Punk did the classic thing, kind of put him over a little bit here by uh giving him a good match, putting in some good offense. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, I saw a graphic of all Punk's matches that he's wrestled in the company so far, and it's. Uh-huh. It's so cool, man. He's wrestling everyone. And congrats to Max Caster for getting the opportunity to wrestle CM Punk and having a good match. Just give the acclaim something they can win, though, please. How many times in his lifetime do you think Max Caster is going to watch this match? Uh, I don't know. I don't know how much of a fan. Oh, he's a big fan. So I imagine it's Max Caster's probably going to watch this match a lot. Yeah, probably. So good for him. Uh, Anaconda Vice again for the victory. Think that means anything? Yes. Yeah, I like I like using that move. It's it's I, I like when somebody can end a match different ways. Like I like that he's not doing it all the well, same. Well that's just way I'm else. just back to back weeks with the Anaconda Vice. You think that's setting up for uh his hangman uh, when he when he chokes him out? I mean maybe if he's gonna be the one to beat Hangman. I don't know if he is necessarily. Oh he is. I don't know. Um After the match, Tony Schiavone makes his way down to the ring, asks Punk about the Title about gesture last week over Harwood. And he just, he asked the crowd what that means. He says, it'll either be Adam Cole, baby. We'll be looking down the barrel at some cowboy shit. 
cowboy shit. He says he has done a few things. He's got some gray in his beard. Before he leaves AEW, there will be a lot more. He's got scars on his body. And before he's done in AEW, there will be a lot more. Punk says before his time is over, he'll be world champion. I think we've all kind of known that's that's what's next for him is the title belt now. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, at this point, he's been there for eight months now. So, kind of makes sense. And he's beaten, he's beaten everyone. Yeah, so we get backstage with MJF. He's with Dax and Cash. Kind of talking about them still being in the pinnacle. Which is funny because those guys this are in the midst of a face turn. So fucking, oh, I'm sorry. It's not feeling this. It's just not like figuring itself out. Like I thought the pinnacle was just going to be broken up and that was just going to be fine. Yeah. I mean, I think MJF's just uh, in character. He's just too confident that this this will work out. So he's, you know, just kind of brushing it off like, hey, we're good. And this is just know. this is just a quick setup for that'll be out there for commentary. Nothing more. It's just silly watching Dax be like, nah, Warlow's my friend. I won't fight I won't fight him for you. It's like what? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, John Moxley versus Jay Lethal. Lethal offers up a handshake. Yeah. Moxley slaps it away. And this gets under the ring and it gets under quick. Um I was digging this. I was enjoying myself. Yeah. Weird absolutely. commercial. But I got over it because I'll take only one commercial break over a bunch. Um, I honestly was thinking to myself for a second, would they put Lethal over him? He he. Uh, the answer to that question was no, by the way. Yeah, no. And uh, this, this had a really, really good exchange at the end of the match. Like, I love the closing exchange. I, I just like the pace of it. It was really fast. Like, it was, it was, it was like, very fast, for, especially for Moxley. Yeah. Well, I mean, Moxley can run that kind of match. That's the kind of matches he would run when he was Dean Ambrose. Just it like, just feels like it's really been a little that. bit in his singles matches. Maybe maybe the stuff – maybe his issues were holding him back. You know, like, I don't know. Like Yeah. By the way, Moxley and AJ Gray this weekend was fantastic. Did not catch his match against Biff, but – I'm sure it was awesome too. Lots of, I've seen photos of lots of blood, but good big weekend for him. He's wrestling uh, Osprey in two weeks, so I'm sure we'll be catching that. That's gonna be a fucking great one. Should be good. But yeah, man, uh, Lethal taking the pin back to back weeks, and of course they set up his win on ROH and the yep. heel turn that we've teased. What are the odds we get Jay Lethal versus Lee Moriarty on AEW TV next week? I mean, there's a good chance. It might just be a Ring of Honor feud, too. I don't know. It really depends on what they decide to do with that. Like, Yeah. They need to sort out the Ring of Honor television situation first. Like, that's honestly, like... Because if there's going to be TV, they need to just start doing it before they start, like, including people that are going to be on both. You know, like, because I don't know. It's going to be weird booking them on TV and then also having to book around that on Ring of Like, I don't know. It's going to be weird. Um, yeah, it's going to be a strange concept. Uh, anything else that got to you from this? Elizabeth! Elizabeth. Um, I was disappointed that the Ring of Honor guy didn't hit the Elizabeth. <sighs> Whatever. Dude, right? Um, go for it. Anyway, um, you know, I, uh, I'm I'm more interested to see where Jay Lethal goes now. Because I, I, I don't know. Like you said Moriarty could be it. 
He could be going after the world title in Ring of Honor. He could be going like hey, I thought as a baby face, he'd be so good against fucking Scar- Scorpio Sky, man. <sighs> yeah, but he's not winning that either. So it's like, but he could as a heel, he might be able to win. You know, like I don't know. Like, yeah, I guess anything's better than what's currently going on. Um, after the match, Moxley offers his hand to Lethal. Uh, Lethal accepts, which I think kind of plays into what happened Saturday night. Um. As Moxley's going to the ring, we get a video package highlighting Marina Shafir, Garrett. Uh-huh. I think our theories have been answered. Marina Shafir, kind of, we got the the word now that she's going to be heading to TV, which makes mm-hmm. sense. I mean, she's like, what, 4-0, 5-0 on, on Dark? Yeah. Beats the piss out of everyone. So, it's just can they develop a character for her? Hopefully. FGR versus the Gun Club. Garrett, I almost picked this as my favorite. I'm not even kidding. I think this is a testament to FTR. We've talked a lot about them tonight, but not real quick. I'll just say they went out there at the gun club and I had so much fun in this match. Seeing Billy Gunn get involved. Billy Gunn threw yeah, a hell Billy of a level somebody cash. with a forearm. Dude, I don't remember who it was. It was Cash. He fucking nailed him. <laughs> I mean, that was killed him. And Cash just sold the shit out of him. He was like, ow. Like We had the MJF on commentary. It was kind of funny. He would not name CM Punk. But, I mean, yeah, this this was a really good match. And I got to say, man, I – it doesn't matter who they're in the ring with, dude. It, it doesn't matter. Straight up. I know, I know a lot of people just straight up hate the gun club. I like them. I'm not going to sit here boys. and say they're my favorites. But I, I do like what they do. I like the characters. I like the ass boys. And the way that their dad plays it up, but they don't, it's fucking brilliant. And this is their best match. This is the Gun Club's best match. And this is just another day for FTR. And I think that shows how incredible they are. I love that FTR's regular matches are just like are on our regularly people's best matches of their like careers. Like, you know, have like, you in, in your opinion that you can remember right now, is this this is definitely better than the Jurassic Express match for Gun Club. Easily. Yeah, I think it's fair, yeah. And I had that as their top match. So Yeah, I mean that's probably yeah, that makes sense. That's just that's FTR for you. Absolutely. So, uh, MJF hops in the ring after. By the way, oh, fuck, I forgot to mention this towards the end of the match. The Wardlow spot uh, in the crowd, running yeah, down I, security. Yeah, uh, I really hope they don't keep doing that. I was that. a little pissed that it, it happened during the match, by the way. Yeah, no, like they they booked Wardlow off TV and he wasn't even gone for a week. Didn't even give it a week, man. Seriously? That's fucking lame. Not even one match. They got one segment. This should have been existed. a three-week thing, dude, because it would have been fucking huge. Huge. Yeah, whatever. You win some, you lose some, right? But Warlow didn't interrupt the fucking... He didn't interrupt the result. Dax and Cash won easy. They hit the big rig. Uh, they pinned Austin, which you notice that a lot with the gun club. I, I think they genuinely broke Austin's undefeated streak just so he could yell a pin so Colton didn't lose an undefeated streak. Like, yeah, I think so, too. Like Colton hasn't been pinned. At least... At, at least not that I'm aware of recently. Yeah. Like, if he has, it wasn't very high profile. Like MJF is pissed. Dax smacks away his arms. I mean, I don't know. This Look, it's all right. We had a lot of great wrestling this week, so this kind of just feels like... What the fuck's the storyline going? I, I'm with you. This should have been three weeks. At least. 
at least three weeks for Wardlow. Yeah. Uh, a video hyping up Friday's match of the big meats, which we both really loved. We'll get into that in a little bit here. The meat men. So speaking of something they actually took their time with, back from the break, we see Jericho, Hager, Garcia, and the, Re- the Jericho Appreciation Society. And for the past three weeks, they've been the most revolutionary thing. Yada, yada, yada. They're kind of just running through, the, going through the motions. And then they do their thing where they check the sides, which they did last week too. No one was there. This time they check it, and Santana, Ortiz, and Kingston are there. They get clocked over the head with something in a in a pillowcase, which I thought was brilliant. Uh, <laughs> they start brawling to the ring. This is going to be fun, dude. This is going to be some fun matches, man. And they Absolutely. took their time with it. They gave it a couple weeks. We have not seen Problem Marvel and Eddie Kingston for a couple weeks. So. Exactly. I mean, you shouldn't have. You no. should never have seen them again the amount of times they got hit with those goddamn baseball bats. Yeah, they sold it. So it was beautiful. Kingston was getting big cheers right away. I can't wait for his promo next week. It's going to be awesome. Yep. Um, but yeah, other than that, uh, Hager. Hager, uh, I thought, stood out a little bit there. He had a really good... Uh, it was like a fucking splash or something, dude. It looked fucking massive. So we get backstage. Cargill's there with uh, Sterling. And they're talking about their 30th match, which they've been hyping this up so much, it feels like she's going to fucking lose. As crazy as that seems, they've been saying 30th win, 30th win. And I get flashbacks of the Hikaru Shida Serena Deep thing. But this time, it's been almost double the amount of fucking buildup. And Mark brings in Leva Bates. Jada's like, no... And Mark's like, well, we only have one other option. And he says it pretty quietly, but it is Marina Shafir, which we kind of speculated, actually. Yep. We did speculate that she could be one of the ones to face Jade next. And Garrett, I, on paper, I don't love the matchup, but I like the idea of two people that have been picking up a lot of wins. Oh, uh, I just hate that Marina Shafir is going to lose to Jade. That's, I just hate that, you know, like... Yeah, that's a that's a that's a big win for Jade though. I think at this point. Yeah, but it doesn't really do anything for Marina, like at all. No, no, not at all. She is, uh, yeah, that's pretty cool. Going for the TNT title. That'll. Uh, I kind of hope they play this up and they don't just jump into the ring next week on Rampage. Let's get exactly. a little. Let's get a build up here. And the baddie section, which thank you, Jade. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we then got our Danielson vs. Yuta, which we covered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we cut to Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly make their way down to the ring. They have all their titles. They said... <laughs> this was the Undisputed Elite Championship celebration. It was it was funny. It was, it, was, it was gimmicked. It was funny. I thought the balloons were good. But hey, man. Another week. Jurassic Express run into the ring to get their titles. <laughs> uh, this feud just needs to die. Yeah. I mean, at least we'll get some good matches out of it still. And we got Cage versus uh, Cole. I got it right the first time this time. <laughs> we got that this week, so that'll be fun. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I think Christian Cage and Adam Cole are going to be a really good matchup together. Mm, maybe. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if they've wrestled before. I, I don't break. think they have, but I just don't know how Christian can do. I don't know how well he does, how well he does anymore. Oh, I loved his match um, with Ethan Page. That's kind of what I'm going off of right now. Okay. 
and uh, anyway, Shivani was with Shivani, Shivani with Thunder Rosa. Kind of cutting the promo she should have cut last week. Said kind she's of. A, she's the foundation of the company. I think she felt that way too. It kind of seemed like she felt that way at the start of the promo. You right? know what I mean, like, so, I don't know. Thunder Rosa, Nyla Rose, most likely a battle of the belts. How do you feel about this promo? Um, I mean, Thunder Rosa just needed a chance to be like, "Yo, I'm the champion." I feel like you know, like, <laughs> yeah, she she looks great with that title. Yes, I feel like if you're trying to make another star, especially by using the title, which it seems like they are. Um, that you kind of have to do that, you know. Um, you have to let them speak a little bit because she's never really had promo time in any of her feuds, which is kind of wild. But you know, like that wasn't like directed in whatever storyline because she's like obviously the kind of performer that likes to do long term booking. She doesn't want to just do some like a one off thing, you know. But like also, it, they don't like to do anything with women in AEW, so you know, they'll be back to being one segment of women in, in the entire only league. for the titles, right? That's the- <laughs> That's the way it works, bro. The only reason there was more than one on Dynamite this week is because they debuted somebody. Um, Which we'll get into now. The Owen Hart Foundation Tournament qualifying match. Bunny facing her surprise opponent, which was really one of the only two people we thought it would be, and that was Tony Storm. Good reaction. Uh, Garrett, I think they've been on a a roll with theme songs, but dude, this one didn't uh, hit for me. (laughs) Samoa Joe again, great theme, but my uh, Tony Storm's theme was uh, questionable, at least to me. It sounds like Barracuda. I, I didn't really, it didn't really stand out to me. I don't, I yeah, mean, I, I didn't they, to they've been again. rolling I mean, with great themes lately, and I think this uh, this one didn't have that. So, I mean, they've had to change a few in the past, so I mean, they'll fix it, you know. But this is a pretty good match. Storm won pretty decisively. I realized something about the way Bunny wrestles. I always thought it was a little odd and it's not like that it's different or bad or anything. I just always thought it was something weird about it. It's because what she's doing a lot of times in these matches where they don't give her a lot of offense, she's pacing out the match that she's giving to the person that she's losing to. Um, oh yeah. That's a good way. She's actually really great at that with her style of wrestling. Like um, it slows it down and keeps the pace where she wants the match to go. And then she can speed that up or slow that down, depending, you know, they had that great tag team, you know, um, uh, like what was it like street fight or whatever the hell, like that was incredible. Like, yeah, she was a part of like, I mean, like, so I, I was really interested to see what they were going to do. And, I actually didn't have any real. I didn't really think about who it could be. I was just like, oh, they're just debuting someone. I was like, I in my head, I knew who I thought I wanted it to be, but then I was also like, but it doesn't really matter. There, there's plenty of talent out there right now, you know. If it had been, um, what's a uh, Carrion Cross's uh, the Scar- Scarlet? It would have been Scarlet, you know. Like I would have been like, okay, you know, even if that wouldn't have been like a tremendous match that I would have been super excited for, you know, I would have been like, Wh- whatever, let's see what they do, you know, like, um, yeah, and. Just- so Tony Storm uh, is not using that beautiful finisher she debuted last year, which is a little sad because it was so good. It's a little sad. Uh, it was the Storm Zero, and this time she just kind of won with a. Uh, it was just like a power bomb, and just got the one, two, three. So Storm is the first one in this tournament. We get another one on Rampage, but backstage. Nyla Rose and Vicky are with, with Tony, and Nyla proves yet again she doesn't need Vicky. Uh, she cuts perfectly fine promos. 
And she just kind of, I don't know, abracadabra bitch. <laughs> abracadabra bitch. <laughs> That's right. So, uh, yeah, I mean, hey. This... I popped for that. I'm not going to lie. I did too, actually. <laughs> but, yeah, and then we got Andrade and Darby. So that was the end of the show. Um, again, I think very well bookended Dynamite. Some fun matches, some questionable stuff. But Absolutely. Good good Dynamite in a whole, so. Uh yeah, I think so. I think it was a good show overall. Yeah. Let's get into Rampage, where we start off with uh, a match that I could not fucking believe. The Bucky Boys versus Ultra Flippy shit. Oh, sorry. Uh, young sorry, Bucks the, versus uh, Tom young... Flight. And this match was literally in the air. Uh, <laughs> I think they are still in the air. They, I don't they think might Tom be. Flight ever came down. It was a little shorter than I hoped. Um, and I think, again, I, I hate to, to nitpick on this because I love the guys. But Top Flight... And I really noticed it with Darius. I didn't notice it with Dante as much. He he has this very like when he's going to hit someone with his hands, it comes across like he's just tapping them. Yeah, and we noticed that a couple weeks ago against Davari and Invictus Cash on Dark. And I, I remember we pointed that out. And we were like, "Well, Darius is kind of just tapping these guys." Yeah, his chests don't play or his chops don't play like resonate and stuff like that, which is like And I noticed it really bad here, but the good thing is they don't really do that often. No, yeah, that is absolutely not their style. So. To, to no one's surprise though. Nick Jackson and Dante Martin. Whether it was on the outside, whether it was in the ring, those guys had some fucking serious chemistry together. Oh yeah. So Young Bucks pick up the victory here. Again. No surprise with that. They're in a big storyline right now. Mm-hmm. Top flight. Just because you lose to the Young Bucks doesn't mean you don't have to go for the titles. So I can still see them going for the titles or doing whatever they're going to do. They need to get in a feud, though. We need top flight to uh, get in something here. Any other thoughts on the match for you? Uh, the There was lots of super kicks. Uh the top flight are wizards. There was a sequence of Matrix moves that was incredible. Um <laughs> That's it. I don't really have a whole lot about that match. It was good. Chris Stanler, Chris Statlander video package. New attitude. Gimmick changed. Welcome the audience to a new side of Statlander. Cool. Yep. They're just confirming that's where they're going with it because they weren't people. I think weren't really sure. One hundred percent. After the commercial um, break, our heels in this feud, Dan Lambert, uh, said he felt like a bride in the wedding of Tay Conti and Sammy Guevara's absence from Dynamite. Ethan Page ran through Sammy and Tay's viral picture, asking if Fuego was the photographer. <laughs> if there's something that's that's pretty good. Um, Page Van Zant stated that it was Orange Cassidy who took the freshly squeezed nickname too far. Those are our heels, by the way. You know why that's hilarious, right? Because he's always the one filming for the vlog. God damn it! And it's usually in Fuego's hand if. Sammy's on camera nine times out of ten. Like, and now it's uh, ah. Uh, so then it cuts to Sammy and Tay Conti are outside, and through not really even provoked at all in kayfabe, they just start destroying Dan Lambert's car. Even though they're God, the will ones, you just put a gun in my mouth during these segments, please. Like, and I'm, I'm obviously, I'm obviously being fucking. Exa- I'm, but I'm over this. Oh, God, just get this away from the goddamn chance. Baby faces, unprovoked, are destroying a car. They're the, the most unlikable baby on? faces of all time. Like, and it's such a shame because 
Sammy is I thought, like, oh, I thought Cody so was going to go away. He, my God, like it's Sammy is so likable, and it's a shame, man. This is this is uh, uh, this man was TNT champion like a month ago, and having great match after great match, and now his he is getting fucking destroyed right now. Uh, I just hope they don't take these characters to the vlog because I might actually have to stop watching. Um, this I haven't been watching the vlog recently, so I can't speak. But I mean, yeah, they're like, still very likable in that. But yeah, man, this was this was awful. This was straight up garbage. This feud sucks. Uh, yeah, moving on. <laughs> yeah, moving on to the greatest uh, Dan the greatest feud of all time. Interrupted Hook and. What the fuck's they're, going they're on They're going to form now? the unholy tag team, Charlie. They're going to do it. Hookhausen is going to descend upon AEW. When was Hook's last match, dude? What's going on with that? I don't know. I think they're just not using him because they don't is. quite know what they want to do with him yet. They don't want to put the TNT title on him, obviously. Bad look. Yeah, cool. um, Hook, uh, Hook hasn't wrestled since Revolution. And he's just kind of chilling right now. So uh, hopefully they figure that out soon. Um, I this is the problem when you when you're like, oh, I'm we don't Hook. have stars on dark. Well, there you go. Why isn't Hook? Like, Hook should be on it. Dan Housen should be wrestling on dark. Get these guys I, on dark. I yeah, I'm with. I'm you. guessing we're um, gonna see more clear out because uh, we've already kind of seen it with Marco and some other stuff. So House of Black versus Evil Uno, Book of Honor, Stu Grayson and Fuego del Sol. Garrett, this I mean, House of Black are so fucking incredible. It doesn't matter who they're facing. I'm convinced. I'm convinced. This was so much fun. It was so quick, yet just a, a lot of fun. They got the victory. I, I'm trying to figure out who they pinned here. Uh, oh, Grayson came in for the save and hit Malachi with a poison rana. He jumped to the ropes but got hit with a black max. So Stu Grayson got pit, uh, pinned. Okay. So... That's perfectly fine. Yeah, I uh, I don't know. I, so much is happening on both of these shows that it's just like going nowhere, and it's like so frustrating to watch right now. Like, yeah, I don't know where they take it from here, right? Like, what Fue- is Fuego going to join the House of Like, no, like, no, not joining the Dark Order. He's not joining the House of Black. It's just a Fuego versus House of Black mini feud. Hopefully, setting up something else. The Fuego mini boss arc. Uh, I would let these guys right. be the baby faces against the undisputed elite, man. That's that's the route. I uh, maybe maybe that's what you do. After the match, the Young Bucks announced FTR versus Young Bucks Two is scheduled for April 6, twenty twenty two, telling FTR that they will lose to the Bucks again. I think we know they won't. Um. Yeah, and then it's kind of funny because then if it was real time. They literally just flew to fucking Dallas and kicked him in the face right then and there. So, <laughs> quite, quite literally. Uh, yeah. Owen Hart Cup qualifier, Jamie Hader versus Sky Blue. I enjoyed this, Garrett. I I enjoyed this. Jamie Hader looks good. Sky Blue looks good. You know what I noticed about this? And this is not a knock that? on other people. They were wrestling really fast together. Yeah, a lot of the women in the women's division feel like they should not do that for some reason. It's kind of like when we were talking about Bunny. Like, she has a good pace to the match, and she paces it. And it's, it, it tends to be a little slower. And you kind of see that, considering I feel like she's probably one of the leaders in the locker room of the women's division, you mm-hmm. kind of see that transcend oh, yeah. a little bit. Uh-huh. This match was going fast. Yes. 
and two great young talents. And Jamie Hader got the victory with the. This brain kind board. of match you would have seen between just two regular AEW talents, like you know, like I yeah. Sky Blue is. I think that's what we need more of a little bit uh, on the main roster is some people that will just step up and have some good matches so the women's division gets used more. I don't know, like. And I think this is a good sign, too. I, I dug this. Derek. So, um, yeah. Hater with the victory. Hater and Tony Storm so far qualified. We'll keep a tracker on that for every week. Yep, so yep. we'll have some fun with that. Penta and Alex got a promo. Sith Eternal is back. He gives a warning to House of Black not to forget about Death Triangle. So I do think we're going to get closure on that and get the actual House of Black versus the Death Triangle in full. Yes, I'm hoping that we actually get that. Get closure on that in Phoenix's return. Yeah. Cage versus Cole was announced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we get our Hobbs versus Keith Lee moment with Mark Henry. And the Rampage main event has been so much fun the last couple weeks, dude. And it just keeps on going. It's time for the main event. And Hobbs versus Keith Lee, just straight up a meat mountain, Garrett. Yep, big meat match. Uh, Hobbs' speed was actually the speed that they used in this match, which I was not expecting. I'm not yeah. that I don't think that would have been what it was, but I just didn't expect it to be like full speed Hobbs and like not full speed um, Keith Lee, but that's just the way they ended up booking but yet, it. Yeah, it got, it got rolling and it got going quick. Yeah. I liked Taz getting all pissed off on commentary too. Yeah. When he would make mistakes, absolutely. There's some heavy-handed strikes in this. Um, I did not expect to see Powerhouse Hobbs tossed. <laughs> that was not something I yeah, expected to see. That was nice. Um, this is probably Lee's biggest win so far, I would say. Um, it has to be. And, man, we've been saying it, though. These, This is uh, – the future is in some good hands with Keith Lee. I I don't think they're going to waste too much time with him. I I imagine he's going to be doing something pretty big soon, whether it's the FTW Championship, TNT, or the World. He might he might run through all three of them for all we know. <laughs> Keith Lee, the Championship Collector, Belt Collector. Um, but yeah, the angle ended with Hobbs spearing Lee onto another table with Team Taz standing tall. So. It sounds like this is an ending, which is great. It, there's so many more matches we can get. Oh, uh, Starks hit the Ro- Rochambeau on Swerve onto the table, and Hobbs hit Lee with a chair shot before that. So we just need to get a fucking extreme, not extreme rules, I guess, right? Texas death match of these fucking <laughs> four guys. <laughs> extreme rules tag, tornado tag, whatever you want to call it. Uh, these four guys. Let that just uh, main event a rampage. I agreed. But, yeah, Garrett, I think that'll take us through the week here. Absolutely. That was pretty much everything. I, I, I There was just so much wrestling this week that we had to watch. Yeah, uh, so much wrestling. And we had been speculating it for a couple weeks now. Uh, well, the world has. We're not the only ones. Cody Rhodes has jumped over to the Federation. And he wrestled good brother Seth Rollins. Had a fun little match. Uh, cool, good for Cody, man. Uh, I mean, hey, yep. we shoutouts to Brothers Edge and uh, AJ Styles putting on a phenomenal match. I like that yeah, nice punt. And uh, yeah, I mean, look, yeah, uh, our guys. This is the f- this is only making wrestling better. Dynamite is going to be on fire this week because of this shit, because of 
WrestleMania because, because of Cody, because of Ring of Honor, because of everything. And when people jump back and forth, Cody's not going to – Cody's the first, but he's not going to be the last. And just like Danielson just came over and that was such a big deal, Danielson won't be the last that jump ship. I think this this war is only heating up and it's so good for the business because it's going to keep everything fresh and everything entertaining. Absolutely. And when we start bringing uh, in – like I just can't believe – we're just talking about Keith Lee and Powerhouse Hobbs. And when we started the show back uh, around All Out, I just remember thinking, man, some of these guys are so cool. And <laughs> some of my favorite wrestlers of the past decade, because I was a big NXT fan, and they're all here, man. And they're all wrestling. Andrade was my favorite match this week. We had Malachi Black wrestling. We had Keith Lee wrestling. Three of my favorite fucking guys. And look at that. Now they're all in this company. And, you know, yeah, good for Cody. I hope he, I hope he achieves what he's going out there for. Agreed. And, yeah, I mean, hey. It's a noble goal that he's got. It I, is. You know, I just, I for me, it's I just don't, you know, some people will follow that storyline. I may check in with it occasionally. That's a wide I'm, just, I'm gonna. I'm definitely gonna check out what Cody's doing. Like no matter, it definitely is matches. Like at the pay per view, I'm assuming he's probably. I'm gonna, gonna, I'm gonna, gonna follow game. it. I'm just not gonna watch everything necessarily because I just don't care for the presentation that WWE presents. Like I was saying. Earlier, yeah, no, dude. Like, we that there's such a difference in the presentation of AEW, and it's just like, come on, all right. Uh, I'll give you I'll give you one example. And this is just a really silly example that I didn't even notice until I was watching the Edge versus Styles match earlier. Um I I I could not the set for WrestleMania this year sucked. It wasn't interesting looking at all in my opinion. Like I do like how big it feels though. And I, I hope that all out kind of it gave me the vibe and this is what I hope AEW picked up on from Grand Slam. To me, Grand Slam has felt like the biggest AEW show, but it was on it was on Dynamite and Rampage, right? How could it be? But it was the presentation of Grand Slam, and I hope Double or Nothing. No, let's be honest. It was the card of Grand Slam. It was the card. Yes, Grand Slam was unreal, but I hope Double or Nothing in Vegas just feels massive, right? Like I, I hope it just feels like a spectacle, and yeah, so it should be cool. I, I would love to know by, by next WrestleMania season. I, I I can't wait to see what the what it looks like, you know, because we know some guys are locked down, and we know some guys aren't. So it should be. I guess the only question that we can ask is who is next? Oh man, yes, but that'll be it for us guys. So we we will catch you later on this week. Uh, we appreciate you checking this out, and yeah. Wrestling is on fire. It's El Fuego, you might say. Fuego. I'm Gold Steve Austin, bearing me younger talent. Strong call. Strong call. Did it?